I was tracking a flight to Atlanta for later in the year. I'm just amazed at how cheap Frontier is. And I'm like, is it really that bad of a fucking uh, airline? Because I always hear bad shit about Frontier. Have you ever flown there before? I don't. I'm not. I think so. But like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't. I don't really get with the like heavy duty complaining about different airlines. Yeah. Like, I don't really get it. Like, well, I mean, I, I get it to a degree, but like, is is it way better to fly Delta than it is to fly Frontier or Spirit? Yeah. But like at the end of the day, I'm still sitting in a shit tiny ass seat. Like, cause I'm not paying for fucking first class or business class anywhere. I'm sitting in coach and no matter where I'm going. So is, is coach better in Delta than it is in Frontier? Sure. Probably not. But like, I don't think coach is even better. And in, 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 I think coach is coach. Like, I mean, I yeah, but it's like it's better, but it's like they're both like like it's in no situation is it good. So it's like it's not like I'm be sitting in the lap of luxury if I'm on Delta and it's and I'm like sitting in a garbage can if I'm on Spirit. It's like it's still just like it's a tiny ass seat. I would be sitting close to some motherfuckers and it's going to be a long, quiet flight. It's not like it's not going to be comfortable or relaxing in any in any airline I'm in. So I'm like, I just don't I don't get with the like. Oh, I could never fly spirit. I'm like, you act like it's super fucking luxurious to fly anything. Like, nigga, it's never luxurious. It's always cramped and uncomfortable. <laughs> like, like it's just sometimes it's worse than others, and that's it. <laughs> so, all that to say, I am pretty sure I have flown Frontier, and here you go. It was completely unremarkable and unmemorable, in good or bad. I I couldn't tell you anything about it. Yeah, so I, I, I'm pretty sure. And I, if anything, that's a good thing to hear. <laughs> right, right, right. Like I, I don't. Uh, I've I've flown Spirit. I have no issues with Spirit. Uh, I'm about to say I flown Spirit a whole bunch of times, yeah. and not once have I had an issue. No, it's I, been the same regular, regular. Just it hasn't. I, it's not yeah. fun. It's not. But it's never fun. So like it, it's, it's 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 the same. Like, I will say I won't say is, and we could probably that'd be uh, some maybe the uh, podcast, maybe not. But I mean, we are—it is recording, right? So I mean, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be something we'd have to rehash. <laughs> it's like if you splice it, <laughs> if you want it. Yeah, I guess I could. Uh, you want to get fancy? Yeah, or I could just, you know, just do an intro and then just say it could be. I'll say it could be like a cold open, right? It could just be a cold open, you know. Uh, fuck it, you know. Uh, welcome. And then the back. music, <laughs> and then the music drops right now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Y'all ready for some live shit? Welcome. Welcome to the D, baby. It's all live down here. What you see is all real. Uh, Welcome back. Episode 335. This could, this could be some hell of some editing. Hell of some editing of the What Up Do podcast. <laughs> I don't um, think that needs to be edited. <laughs> no, no, I'm straight. Fuck that. Um, yeah, so flights. Like, I, I will say, flying first class is fucking awesome when you can. Um, I've done it a few times. It's hard to go back to regular flights. But it really depends on the time of, like, the, the, the flight time. Like, 
Like you mean like the duration or the time duration. of day that you go to the airport? No, 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 duration. I'm sorry. Okay. Like I feel like if I could afford it, four, five hours or more, I would try to do mm-hmm. at least a business class, just get a little more comfortable. Right. Uh, but Same. like I was like I said, I was looking at a flight in Atlanta. Fucking Frontier got a flight for seventy bucks. Why the fuck not? It's just going. It's two hours. Hour fucking forty minutes or some shit. By yeah, that's how you really get tired of the flight. You're fucking almost there and shit. You know, yeah. man. So. <laughs> and then like another thing that I'll be thinking about when I'll be doing those like kind of like shorter time flights, it's like the ascent and the descent almost kind of can make up like <laughs> the whole flight. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like that that portion of it be like 20 minutes. <laughs> like, yeah. So I'm like, yeah, if it's like a like the, a flight that's under two hours, dog, I don't give a fuck what it's on, dog. <laughs> Could be on a bucket with wings, nigga. Not literally, but like I'm saying, like it's like I don't care about being in the lap of luxury if it's if I can watch a movie and I'm there. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's what I and I and I I try to do my flights by. Uh, I I download enough shit. I I have a hard time listening to music on flights because it just I don't know it's just not distracting enough. But I could watch TV shows and movies all fucking day. So I'll just. I usually just, you know, download whatever's on Netflix or whatever the fuck I gotta have on my tablet to to keep me entertained for flights and shit. But like I say, four hours under, like I done done Vegas a few times. Um, went to Texas, you know, once or twice. Um, that's they're roughly around the same three, four hours ish, you know. As long as I got some, hey, as long as I can fucking drink, as long as I got something to watch, I'm good. No problem. Yeah, I've done I've done here to California slash Vegas, that four or five hours. I've done that on Spirit, and yeah, it was the same as everywhere else. It was a yeah, I did an uncomfortable way to get from one place to the next. It's yeah, a, I did that, on, and that's the one I will. I did say I didn't want to fly. Did I fly Spirit last? No, I flew, I flew Delta, but I was coach, so I don't know. Coaches, it, it would probably take somebody who flies a lot more. They can probably give it. Well, I don't even think I would even give a fuck. But someone to tell us that coach seating in one plane is better or worse. It's if it is, it's by a small margin. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't I'm see sure there's varying so- degrees of like better yeah. or worse, but like at the end of the day, it's all flying uncomfortably. So I'm going to do whichever one I think makes the most sense to me. So like if, it, if at the time, what I could afford for a four hour flight with spirit, that's what I'm doing. And I'm not sitting there like, ah, oh, I wish I could have took something else. So I'm just taking what I could get now at this stage of my life. I, I kind of look at it the same way you do. Like, if it's a short flight, just give me whatever the fuck. Like, I don't really give a shit. And if it's a longer flight, I'm going to I'm gonna be more prone to kind of, like, maybe spending more money to try to make the experience less irritating. <laughs> so, I yeah. mean, yeah, it, yeah. that's that's yeah. really all it is. But, like, I just don't get people who act like they're too good. Like, oh, I, I, I only fly Delta. I can't fly Spirit. I'm like, nigga, it ain't that much better, dog. It's, like, it, it's moderately better. But either way, you are not going to have a nice, comfortable, relaxing trip from, from one place to the next in a fucking airplane <laughs> unless you're paying, paying for, like, first class or some shit like that. Yeah, so, coach shit. If you if you debating on a coach fucking from Frontier to coach the Spirit to coach the Delta, coach is going to be I as much as I think I feel like I've flown and coach, it's going to be pretty fucking similar. I mean, yeah. it only gets to the point where you're you know you're going you know five six seven eight hours you know over overseas or some shit where it makes a difference. And yeah, I've the times I've went overseas, I flew coach. Um, and yeah, it was fucking horrible. <laughs> um, but the price, the price didn't pan out to want to pay that much for that. 
So I just kind of dealt with it. You know what I'm saying? Like we went to Italy, went to Ireland, you know, it just, it wasn't, the price was so much more that it would just, it didn't seem right. But yeah, I feel like in the future, I may try to save a little more, maybe get some comfort plus or something. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Just a little more room or I just fucking drink more. Fuck it. Yeah. That that helps. So, yeah, yeah, like I my biggest problem in that in with those things is just it's just the sheer amount of time sitting in the chair. Like mm-hmm. my ass be hurting, dog. Uh, I just be wanting to get up and walk around just to just not be smashed into a seat for that long. Like that's irritating. And then there's there's just not enough room for me to readjust to where I don't feel like I'm sitting in the same position for a long time. Like no matter how big the like how many no matter how big the chairs are or how much leg room like. If you're a certain size, you just can't really adjust that much in an airplane seat. It's just like it's only so much you can do. Like my knees are touching the fucking back of the seat in front of me, no matter where the fuck I'm at. So so it's like it just it is what it is. I got long fucking legs. But like, I don't know. I I, I just don't think one is much better than the other. Like, yes, they're varying degrees of of not great, but. I don't know. Yeah, I, I just I mean, can't see myself yeah. being too good for one. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I'm coach too is, good for coach is for the record. Coach is fucking coach. I and I, I no one can really prove me different on that shit. Like I say, you want to spend more for extra shit? Cool, that makes sense. But uh, yeah, coach is coach. Um, I, like I say, I've I mean I've heard just as much bad shit about Frontier. I think I probably heard about Spirit, but I don't give a fuck. Like I say, I don't. If I got to fly Spirit, fuck it. You know, it's a you know I'm probably not flying Spirit overseas or some shit. Um, no, <laughs> but but in the that immediately sounded like like the, like the plot to a, a horror a right. horror suspense film or something some shit being on a spirit flight over water or some shit right 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 speaking of like so <laughs> like, like we over we over the Atlantic Ocean and the plane needed an oil change like ah oh, shit like like attention <laughs> plane att- in check engine light came up <laughs> attention attention customers they don't call them customers what do they call people on a flight. <laughs> Did they even call oh, them something? Passengers. Passengers. Fuck. <laughs> I said it. Well, struggling to remember cust- that term. <laughs> it's their customers. customers. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Attention, passengers. Uh, our oil light just came on. Uh, <laughs> we're going to look for a nice, clean patch of water to get down on. and uh, <laughs> Clean you know, patch of water. Uh, you put your head between your legs. and uh, <laughs> They yeah, just start draining the oil into the ocean right. and shit. Like, God damn it. <laughs> now y'all ruining the environment, too? <laughs> I, but oh, I, I was going to say, speaking God of. Goddamn Spirit Airlines. Uh, uh, flights across the water. Uh, how are you liking Hijack so far? Oh, uh, it's cool, man. Like I, I, I like it's it's a fun watch. I personally, I, I feel like everyone likes it a little bit more than I do. Like I feel like it's it's a fun watch, and I enjoy watching it. But I, it's not something where I'm like, where I would turn, where I would tell people like, "Yo, you gotta watch this shit." Like, like, it, like everybody watching, I'm like, "Yeah, it's cool." But like, I don't know. I don't feel like I will have to hype that. Sh- I don't feel like I will hype it up really. Like it's fine. Yeah, I, I think it's I, I it's know. it seems to be uh well written. Uh, mm-hmm. I I like the I think the suspense is really cool with it. I, I like the interaction of people on the ground trying to figure the shit out. Um, See, that's the part that I think is weak on the show. Dog. The the stuff on the ground. Like, okay. it's not well, well, I take that back. I don't think it's weak. I think they're they're taking they're, that part's moving too slow. Like, I feel like the stuff that's happening on the plane is always exciting. But then the stuff, then they cut away from that to stuff on the ground, and then they the stuff on the ground is not moving fast enough. Cause like 
the most interesting part of the show to me is not so much like the action on the plane and stuff like that. I want to know what, like we still don't even know why any of this is even happening or what the hijackers goal is yet. We don't know either one of them two things. And I feel like that's what's happening on the ground is the piecing together of that part of it. And that's the part that interests me more. So I'm like, I'm like, can y'all get to, can y'all figure some shit out, please? Like they still work. Like you all episode, like I think the fourth episode is the last one that came out. Episode yeah. three, they still trying to figure out the plane is getting hijacked or not. <laughs> I'm like, no, I need you niggas to figure out what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, he said it was fine. So I took his word for it. Like, and it, damn it. And, right. And it's something. Um, Irresponsible fuck. There's something that happened in the earlier episodes that hasn't been brought up yet. And I'm like, how the fuck are they not, they're not talking about this yet? And oh, so shit. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, I'll message you, but uh, okay, but uh, so I'm just like, why the fuck are nobody talking about you know what I'm saying? Um, that part of it, you know, um, it might be intentional, like it might be like a misdirect where they're not bringing this thing up and in the way, in a way where like they're expecting you to forget about it and then the uh, and then it'll come back up later. Yeah, I messaged you those. But yeah, that's what I'm curious. Like, when the fuck is that going to come out? You know, like, because that was pretty pivotal early on and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, so it's, it's yeah. cool. It's kind of, kind of, that, that, that doesn't feel like a, uh, that doesn't feel like a, they want me to forget that so it can come up later. That feels like they forgot that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was talking, I was telling my wife that, because me and my wife been watching it, and I'm like, what if where the fuck you gonna talk about this? And then you Because it even took that. me a minute to remember what you was talking about. I'm like, what? <laughs> exactly. You had to add the second part. And I was like, all right. Right, right. That's why I was like, let me let me be a little more specific though. Yeah. So <laughs> excuse me. So yeah, yeah the yeah. fact that that hasn't even came up yet, I'm just like, what the fuck's going on with that part? You know what I'm saying? That I just felt like they if they would have well, maybe that's gonna come up now when they start figuring out who people are and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it's still it's still room for that to come up. Yeah, it's still room. I mean, I don't know how many episodes it's supposed to be. We just Six. watched four. So it's only two left? Oh yes. fuck. That's <laughs> stupid then. Fuck. No, that shit should have came up. Maybe it'll come up in the next episode. Oh, so yeah, so maybe now you fully understand my surprise at how we still don't know what the No, yeah, no, no. I'm thinking like but it is. I forget it's supposed to be every hour is like an hour to flight. So it's what right. six hours of a flight, yeah. seven hours yep. of flight or some shit. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, but that, but with that said, yeah, that shit should have came up already, or at least after their findings of this last episode about the people, maybe that'll come up next week. I don't know. It's yeah. So, but yeah, so I've been been watching that. Uh, the, do you watch? Are you a, a Jack Ryan fan? I've never seen anything Jack Ryan. Oh wow. Okay. Well, never and mind. the thing is, it's not. I'm not in opposition to it. I feel like it's almost certainly something I would like. It's just like it, it's it's hard for me to get into something like where I already know there's a lot of it because <laughs> it's like uh, I got to keep up with the, the things that are coming out and, and stay try to stay current. So it's like if I, if I hop into something that's like unplanned, it kind of needs to be something like, you know, something quick. Like, oh, OK, this one season of this thing, like when I watched I'm a Virgo. Like it was like okay that came out that sounded interesting I'm like oh it's like seven episodes and a half hour piece okay cool I'll watch that but the Jack Jack Ryan I'm like that sound that that sounds time consuming and I'm like I don't know what I'm gonna fit, be able to find time for something that's time consuming and is also would be a purely kind of like a 
just for me kind of thing. Cause that, that's not something I would be like, you know, start taking to the channel, at least not on, on a routine basis. No, nah, I, I get that. I get but yeah, that's the very long way of saying, no, I've never seen any, I've never seen anything Jack Ryan, but I'm not opposed to Jack Ryan either. Like, so that this isn't me saying like, fuck a Jack Ryan. That's no, the one sure. that stars my man from the office. Right. Yeah. Which, which I will say it took me the whole first season to get used to him not being a nigga from the office. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Cause it's just like, that's, that's who he is and shit. You know what I'm saying? But and especially was, getting used to him being that role. Yeah. And it kind of reminds me of, uh, what was the, uh, the movie, um, not movie. It was a series where my man was, uh, FBI. He was on, a, he was answering the phone. Oh, happy. Ass oh, night dude. agent. Night agent. Oh, wait. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Night agent. Okay. I think it's night agent. Yeah. And that's what Jack Ryan reminds me of, of his character being just this happy, happy, go lucky, you know, clean cut, you know, uh, white guy and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. So I think it's second season. Is it second season, Jack Ryan? I think, yeah. Oh, I thought, I thought this was a third season. Or I'm more inclined to watch it if it's, if it, cause this is the last, whatever season is the last one, right? Like, aren't yeah. they promoting this as the final season? So, like, yeah, I you thought might it was be the right. Third it might be. Season. No, this I'm, is I'm fourth not... season. Fourth. fourth okay. Season? Wow. Yeah, that's yeah, it's fourth season. I'm sorry. Yeah, that sounds fourth like season. a daunting task. <laughs> like, like oh, I can't watch four seasons of something that's like pure action. <laughs> like, yeah, fourth. That's season, gonna take yeah. forever, dog. Yeah, fourth season. It's, 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 I will. I mean, and not. To, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm not. Uh, I'm not gonna be able to push you to watch some shit you want to watch anyway. But it definitely is action packed. It keeps you going. Uh, Bonk is in it. I obviously get Bunk's real name, but he always gonna be Bunk to me. Man, if so you said his real name, I probably wouldn't know who it was. But you said Bunk, <laughs> so now I know who you talk. Oh wait, no, Wendell Pierce. Wendell right? Pierce. Yeah, Wendell Pierce. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know. I knew his name without looking it up. In the same moment where I'm saying I don't know this nigga's name. <laughs> Yeah, he's yeah, uh, no, if you had said Wendell Pierce, I would have known who it was, obviously. <laughs> yeah, so he's in it. Well, he's, he's always one of my favorite guys. So yeah. Um, no, I have interest in watching it. It's just one of those things that I, I it's it's I know it's like a it's not something I'm gonna watch and be like, oh man, I can't wait to talk about this on video because it's so good and it's so high level. It's like it's gonna be like pure man shit. Like be watching like spy shit, people get beat up and cool action scenes, and which is all shit that I'm totally fucking into, <laughs> but it's right. like I, it's like if if it was like a season like the night agent, then it's like cool, I'll knock that out. But if I if I gotta watch three four seasons of it, I'm just like oh, I'm not I'm never gonna be able to get through three four seasons of some some shit, dog. What? But if I said Michael Kelly name, you know who he is? No. Okay. He's in um, Jack Ryan, of course. But he You'd was have to tell me something I might know him from. Otherwise, he was in the House of Cards. Um, okay, he was Doug Stamper. Oh my guy, I like him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Every time I see him, I, I call him Doug. I don't know his fucking. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw. Yeah, every time I think I saw, I think I saw a trailer for that actually, or a commercial or something. And I was like, I was, I was like, oh, Doug is in this. Like, I yeah. only know him as Doug Stamper. Dog. That's all. <laughs> But each time I see him, I ask my guy Doug. <laughs> I, I I didn't know his name. Um, I remember him, Doug. If you would have said Doug from some, I would have been. Oh yeah, if you said Doug from you know House of Cards, like I I I I absolutely know who he is. Um, but that's the only I thing I know him as. Like even though I've seen him in other things, I couldn't even tell you what the other things are. So anytime I'm ever thinking that actor, he Doug from House of Cards to me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm looking at. I I'm from. looking at the movies he's been in and. 
some of this shit, I don't even think I've ever even knew of. I'm pretty sure. So if I didn't know it, obviously I didn't see it. Um, but he was in uh, Transformers: Rise of the Beast. Was that Rise of the Beast? Yeah, that's the new one. That's the new one. That that even came out yet, then has it? No, it, it's uh, it's already available to buy. <laughs> To buy to watch, you oh, you shit. can watch it right now if you like. <laughs> oh well, I'll definitely be uh finding that one. Um, yeah. yeah, I didn't realize that was even out. Uh, Nigga, it came out like a month ago, uh, and then I, they immediately were like, "Hey, now you can buy it." <laughs> yeah, I might uh take that to uh find that. Just and came out. May watch it now. I'm supposed to be going going to going to my in laws in Ohio tomorrow. They're uh so they're doing a uh a cook off uh I guess contest amongst the relatives, so they're inviting everybody down to you know they're they're everybody's uh, everybody uh a number of family members are making their best dishes and oh, so they fuck. want everybody That's to be down. Dope. Yeah, so we're supposed to be well it's at it's uh Saturday so um from like two to five or something. So I'm looking forward to that. So they like be on time. Like, you ain't got to worry about us. We always on time, motherfucker. Two o'clock, we'll be there at 145. <laughs> so where is that? It's down in Ohio, one of the relatives. Okay. Um, so yeah. one, are you are you submitting a dish? No. Okay. And then no. two, you said it's from two to five. So are people bringing the dishes? Yeah. Everybody's bringing their dish to the, to the house. I believe is it someone, one of their houses. Uh, see that would kind of like, I, I, I'd i be okay with it, but like, I would kind of just be like, oh, I wish I could cook it there though. <laughs> like, well, let me not ridiculous. say that. Let me, let me not yeah, say that's that. Ridiculous I don't like, know. I do not house, know like, if they're, co- let, me get, yeah. let me get your kitchen for four hours. my nigga. Like, Yeah. That's, that's a, that's a good question. I shouldn't say I know. I do not know if they're cooking there. My assumption was that they were bringing the dishes to the house and probably warming it up or something like that. But, so uh, do you know what anybody plans on bringing? Nope. Oh, okay. I have no idea. So that's kind of cool too. Just so why aren't you bringing something? Um, I guess probably because they didn't ask me to. But this is okay. a side of like I shouldn't say it's a side of Monica that she don't fuck with, but she does fuck. With. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a side she's not as close to as close with. You know what I'm saying? So, but uh, they invited us down. So you know, yeah, we were going down tomorrow night, and then that'll be Saturday, and then uh, we just come back Sunday. So it'll be a quick, quick down and up. Um, so yeah, that should be cool. I'll I'll talk about it next week on the podcast. Uh, how did that go or whatever? So man, yeah, I would, so I would go. Cool. I would go and I would submit my ribs. No, I am like fully. I, been, I have like fully fucking uh have full faith in my rib smoking abilities now. Dog. Like I would like I've and I each time I feel like it's gonna get better each time. And the last time I each of the last two times it was the best I ever did it. So I have every reason to believe the next time is even going to be better than the last time I did it. So I'm like, yeah, nah. I, would, so, I would go and I would submit my ribs. I was fully confident in my ribs when I was at the old house and I had my smoker grill, but mm-hmm. I rusted it out. So I've been using my Weber grill to, to do ribs. And it's just not the same because the ribs warm up way too fast because I'm in a smaller grill. Right. You so it's it's like you just, don't have an offset. Yeah, I don't have an offset. So I can't. I haven't. I've done some decent ones. But I, no one wants decent ribs. People want <laughs> fucking good ribs, you know, outstanding ribs. And it just for me, it just takes too much time to do some shit like that, and it just be mid. So I'm, I've pretty much just stopped doing ribs until I get a no. Yeah, I wouldn't. Stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, I no, I wouldn't do that because I don't even know. Like, I'm sure it's possible, but it would be one incredibly difficult, and two, 
it will probably take even longer than normal. Well, the problem is for me at least, I since the the Weber grill is only so big, you know, you got your ribs, you got I had I did two slabs before. That's all you could do max. And you got them on one side of that circle and mm-hmm. you got your charcoal pretty much 12 inches away from it. And then right. when you put the wood in, the wood raises the temp. So mm-hmm. my temperature is super fucking high. Right. And I can't avoid it. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, that's the issue I have. Um, and then, you know, I think if I, if you, I could somehow have less coals, small, just a small amount of coals and just using the wood, the wood obviously giving the smoke, but I need something to ignite the wood. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like, it just gets too fucking high in temp. Like I, I man, I was running like three hundreds and higher. I couldn't get it lower, low enough unless I would have took some charcoal out or some shit. But then if I yeah. take enough charcoal out, I don't have enough to to keep the wood burning. That's what. I, that's why I said it would it would be incredibly difficult and incredibly time consuming. Because my only thought on how to do it would be you would have to have a very small amount of charcoal and wood to be able to keep that the whole thing from getting too hot. And yeah, you would have to. It, it would be it would require a ridiculous amount of maintenance because you would have to have such a small amount in there. So, yeah, yeah it would be so I'm done. Yeah, I, I I'm, I've i been looking to uh, to buy one. I mean, I should have bought one. Somebody had one on sale at Facebook Marketplace and I should have bought it because it was it was it it, it appeared to be, you know, very. Uh, um, very, uh, very good quality, like it seemed like it was, you know, what I'm saying used a lot. Oh, dude. So I'm sorry. I had to just, I just, <laughs> I seen one of your homeboys in a cigar group. This nigga got on a see-through white shirt and I'm wondering what's the event he's at. Cause uh, this is interesting. Um, what's one of your home? I think it's, is his name is uh, L-I-Y-O-N-G-O. I don't know. Oh, in the Pistons group? Yeah, but he's in a cigar group. Oh, he is? Yeah. No, I don't I don't know him like that. I don't know. Oh, him. I thought you knew him. Nah. Oh, my bad. Okay, well, never mind then. I thought you knew this motherfucker. No, I only know I him. Own... The, I only know him from the Pistons group, and I only know him by his name. Like I don't I don't know anything about the guy. Dog, this motherfucker got on this see-through shirt and the dude is sitting next to him. Well, he said it's his son got on like uh, a similar shirt. So I don't know if they like at a white party or whatever. And if you listen to man, I, I don't mean no harm, but your shirts are pretty interesting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it threw me off. I'm like, what? It is like the dude next to him got the same shirt. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Uh, anyway, my bad. I told you. But anyway, back to grills. Um, uh, yeah, I saw one on Facebook Marketplace. I was going to buy it, but then I just said, fuck it. Um, Son looked like James Harden. Yeah, he does got that hard to look. Don't <laughs> I'm like, is this a white party somewhere? Like, what the fuck are y'all at? You know, there's got to be a white party or something. I can't. People don't just it. go out dressed like that. Just because. no, no, that's definitely not just active garb. Just on a. He got the floral Thursday. pattern on there, man. Shit, uh, that shit to see through with the floral pattern. Uh, he trying to get some. He trying to get some pussy. Like, he, <laughs> no, he <laughs> he trying to do some salsa dancing and. <laughs> Get some pussy. <laughs> nice, nice, good. Like, get a nice little merengue going, you know, two step mm-hmm. and shit. Anyway, yeah, I told that. So, short answer, yeah, I'm not doing any more ribs until I get a, a offset again. So, he definitely um, gonna be swiveling his hips a little bit later. <laughs> I just wonder what kind of shoe do you wear with a fit like this? 
No, man, but it's definitely some shit to, to slide across the floor with. <laughs> he ain't trying to pick up his feet because like, probably got some pants to this to stop right at the ground. <laughs> you gotta get some 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 get some tappers on the feet like uh they doing um <laughs> righteous gemstones and shit. <laughs> Yo, I I was it's funny, I was watching that before I uh um Got got on today trying to. I'm still in the first season, so I've been trying. I've been moving slow, but I've been watching so much shit. And dude, I am. It is so fucking weird and amazing how Gemstone, her name is Edie Patterson, looks like fucking Jessica Williams' dog from fucking Shrinking. Like it is nuts how she liked the white version of her. <laughs> like both of them with the curly hair, well, her curly hair, and then Jessica Williams, like, braids. I swear, it's like the white version of, the black version of, like, <laughs> so fucking weird. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I've been trying to push through that. I haven't, um, I haven't got far, like, I'm only in, like, the sixth episode or some shit. Um, okay. Yeah, I enjoyed that show. Yeah. I, I was I always wanted to ask you this, because uh, I, I know how your, your stance is on, you know, uh, on the church and stuff, so, like, does it, like, fuel, like, your like, I mean, I know it's it's comedy and shit, you know what I'm saying? But does it just fuel how much you just don't like, like, organized religion type? Or is it Man. Just, you just look at it as full entertainment? I've been meaning to ask Yeah, you like, forever. surprisingly, I, I don't even look at it in any kind of way as far as, like, religion or nothing. I just strictly watch it for the comedy and for, like, the whatever the storyline is. And I just look at it. I look at it in the same way as I look at, like like the office like it's just like that's just the location that the comedy show takes place at <laughs> and just like parks and rec that's just the location that the comedy take like and and that's how i look at this like the church is just the location that the comedy takes place at and that's just like the theme of it but like Man, I, don't, I just knew you had like, i don't know i just i never I, think I just, about it i just yeah i, I never just, think I, about it though. i just <laughs> thought you just had some visual. see i knew the church was some bullshit like <laughs> No, it's like it's not. It, there is nothing they could do on that show that would like, like, be anything that would make me feel more so about religion than I already feel because there's so much that's happened in real life that the right, show right, could right, not right, possibly right. Did top. Yeah, for sure. But I will say, this season, the current season, season three, they're, uh, I think, a little bit trying to tackle the idea of the church being shady a little bit more directly. Because they got a plot line going uh, that's uh, uh, teasing the idea that um, the why am I drawing a blank on the main the the John Goodman's character and his mm-hmm. wife that they intentionally scam people during the Y two K situation where everybody thought the world was going to end that they use uh... that fear to to sell products. So like they're dealing this season they're kind of de- like dealing with that a little bit more head on like the more du- the very direct I I know this shit is is wrong what I'm doing and I'm doing it anyway whereas like with the other like with just like making a whole bunch of money on religion it's like eh, like you can't really point to something direct but with that Y2K shit like you could say like okay that's you being shady like very clearly so like they're they're hitting that a little bit more directly in this season but. Yeah, prior to that, yeah, I was just, I don't know, man. Like, the religious stuff, I don't even be thinking about it. Especially because, like, especially because they don't even take it seriously. (laughs) Like, I don't even look at them as religious people. I just look at them as, like, (laughs) shitty people who whose business is working at a church, kind of, almost. Like, I'm I'm, I'm disappointed, man. I mean, (laughs) like, and and I I mean that in a fully, like, jokingly way, like, 
uh, like you just had this in- immature moment. Like I know these motherfuckers are shady, but you know, I I get I totally get your stance on it because it's not serious. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I, I remember like, wanting to just... ask you that when I first started watching it and shit. Because when I first started watching it, when when you guys um you know you and Johnny was talking about it, I had no idea it was based in the church. Like I I had no I thought it I, when I saw. I, when I saw the cover of it, I glanced and I just I thought maybe it was in a different time era, but I had mm-hmm. no idea it was based on what it's based on. So I think it's because they are like mega church people. And like, I don't know, like I don't take that seriously in the first place. So right. it's like if it was like maybe if they were like, like trying to be actual religious people. And it was the same kind of stuff was happening. I, I might look, look the religious stuff might stand out to me more, but like right, I don't even right. take the religious stuff seriously because the show don't even take it seriously. Like you got Jesse cuss like it like in the first fucking episode, they're like doing coke with titties and dicks in the background. So right. it's like, <laughs> like I'm like okay, they, like the show don't even take this fucking religious shit seriously. Like they're just mega shit. Like like I don't even look at them as religious people. Like I said, I just look at them as as business people and their business is religion. You know, what I'm no, saying? yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, um, but yeah, so yeah, I'm I'm slowly moving moving through that. Um, uh, so yeah, but dog, you got like mad rants to to get off in this bit. So, um, <laughs> no, I I, no, I don't had no rants actually. Oh, I mean, um, I said, uh, yeah, well, I they're like, not rants. Uh, conversation. I mean, pieces. typically, yeah, I was like, typically there could be they, most things I have to say would generally be classified as rants, <laughs> but um. I don't know. Let me look at what I had to say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, actually, nothing I have to say is a rant or even mildly like this is a thing that irritates me. None of that. It's just thoughts that I've had on stuff. But do you want me to uh, start on these things or do you want to start with Baylor's email? Uh, fuck it. Let's get this going. And um, yeah, let me get to my bad. I should have had that cue. Uh, oh, ba- Baylor's. Well, I mean, I can start on one of these things. And you can work on no, that. That's cool. It's because uh, I just got to go to my video. Oh, OK. Uh, but yeah, it's like I, I've been having a very uh, introspective week, I guess. And I've been like thinking about a lot of stuff that I've been experiencing lately. Okay. And it's, I don't know. It's just it's just uh, I don't know. It's, it's hey, you, a, just a lot of different shit. So hey, did you see the last comment? I'm, the last topic line I added? Oh, let me see. No. I added that earlier today, so I was hoping you caught it before that, but nah, it doesn't. It's, 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 it's actually cool you didn't catch it, but it's funny, though. Yeah, no, I mean, that's. I think it's a good idea. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, well, no, it could... Mm, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> oh, as far as... Uh, you, you, oh, you read it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I was really joking with that. That's a, that's a, doesn't necessarily have to be that. No, at first I was thinking that was a good idea, but then I'm like, yeah. eh, well, I don't know if the second but, word. But no, is. it doesn't. Actually, it's wrong because it's not issues. It's just thoughts. That's what shit, I was going to so. say. It's not really issues. Yeah. All right. So uh, ba- Baylor's damn near been like a guest on our show, but not really <laughs> being here because <laughs> shout out to Baylor. He always has some input. You know what I'm saying? He has enough input, but even if he doesn't send the input in, we still got shit left over from the week before and shit. So, uh, <laughs> like, welcome, welcome to episode three of What Up Though and Not a Me. <laughs> right, exactly. Oh, we just got to start playing uh, California Love at the beginning and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, the beginning of his podcast. Mix the shit uh, in. <laughs> oh, you know, uh, super cyber before I bring that up. Um, and I think that's where I thought of either I. You ever, have you ever had moments where you felt like you've had a conversation with somebody about something or it's really just been some shit you've had in your head? Um, All the time. Okay, so <laughs> I don't feel too bad. I mean, I know I'm not the only person, but I just I think about that often. Um, I have a lot of 
have a lot of conversations in my head. So it's very, very easy for me to confuse which ones were with me and which ones were with actual living flesh people. Yeah, 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 for sure. It happens to me all the time and shit. Uh, but the one I've been meaning to fuck with uh, Delvin about. So I haven't listened to some of the Delvin's recently, but I had like a good month or two. Where I was like every episode. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, he always does his uh, was his five questions. Yeah, and his one of his questions was the fruit of the loom. What did you remember about the fruit of the loom uh, image? Yeah, yeah. And it was talking about you know did people see the cornucopia and shit? Yeah, yep. And so a part of it, every time it happened, I'll be like, and everybody seemed like really surprised at the question. And I'm thinking like. How many of these motherfuckers actually listen to your podcast? Because you do it every fucking podcast. <laughs> like, so these motherfuckers just don't listen to your shit, dog? Or what? You know what I'm saying? Because every time they come on, he'd be like, they'd be totally surprised at the question. I'm like, man, do these motherfuckers even listen to your shit? But yeah, I was just, just joke. I was thinking about that because I had like a good, it was a good five or six episodes in the row. I listened to them and they'd be like so surprised at the question and going through it. And I'm thinking like, y'all listen to his shit? Because I would expect that if I was a guest on this show. I would expect him to ask me that shit, but I'm like, these motherfuckers probably, but I don't be stirring the pot with his people and shit. Right. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now Delvin just be side-eyeing his fucking right. fans and shit. Right. Like, you do not know, huh? Right. <laughs> right. Looking at his fans through Twitter blinds like Malcolm X. <laughs> oh, no. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> like these untrustworthy niggas. <laughs> niggas don't even listen to my shit, but want to be on my shit. But, yeah. <laughs> right. That's, you know, we, we might need to get, we haven't had Delvin on a while. That'd probably be a cool, because we, I, I know I listen to so tell me, so I know a lot that's going on with him. Not to fact, not that we would have to have a uh, personal conversation with him, but yeah, we might have to set that up. If Delvin, if you're listening, uh, let's let's put I that agree. on the schedule. I agree, that'll be fun, and especially because I feel like we all three know each other a way better than the last time mm-hmm. he was on. Uh, he was on here, so like I feel like that was yeah, because we were on I, his show. Yeah, because I fucking met him since then, and still haven't fucking. Uh, had him on since then. Um, mm-hmm. What was that? Two years ago, I think, when I went down there. So, um, but yeah, fuck, dude. I feel like you've met more people out of this circle. Than, well, I should say more, but two, because you never met Shine, right? No. Okay. I've so met Chaffee. You met Chaffee and met Baylor. Baylor. Yep. Um, I guess that's it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> out of the circle of, of yeah. people that we really fuck with. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Let me get this. Uh, email in and this is he he Baylor named this childhood hobbies okay I was talking about this uh very subject with my wife earlier childhood hobbies uh to to a degree okay well you can talk about that afterwards I'm curious how you go what up though again I just wanted to let y'all know I bought me um a water pellet AR-15 um and I also got me a alternate um predator's mask. And I'm saying that to say this. I still buy toys. I do. I still buy toys, I still uh buy video games. And what I recently found out about myself is that it's a it's something that I pretty much already knew, but I tap into my childhood hobbies with therapy. I think y'all should, if you're not already doing it, I think y'all should look into that. Like something that brought you great joy back in the day that 
that you can still do. You know, when I when I heard, I think I heard, was it Delvin's podcast? It was either Delvin's or my boy uh, Drake from Everything Culture. But they, they had a guest on there who said Drake? he still collects action figures and things like that. And I'm like, that's dope because I still want it. I still go to Target and I see certain action figures that I like from TV shows that I like or horror movies and things like that. And the only reason that it stops me from buying it is I have nowhere to put them. You know what I mean? Because I will want my own uh, man cave to where I could put those there. Something came, so was some crazy ass loud noise at the end of that. I don't know, like did a window break or some shit? <laughs> I don't. Uh, that was the end. Yeah, that was the end. It was sure. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll go first. Um, so one of the things that I really, really enjoyed in my uh as a childhood hobby was remote control cars. I hmm. absolutely love remote control cars. I remember my first one. Do you remember the tracks? The, the one that had like the uh, like the race car. The like the had the little. Hot Wheels? No, the tracks uh remote control car had like the uh the tank wheel with the the, the track. Oh the trail, no, the, I, the okay. So I know what you're talking about, but I never had remote control cars. I don't know for whatever reason I, I never had them, but anytime I saw one, I was like, Oh, it's so fucking cool. But I never asked my I never asked my parents to get me one. Yeah, I had well, I say tracks and I don't think it's actually called tracks. Um but tracks is Traxxas is a, another high-end one, which I've been looking at because I've been looking at remote control cars to get. Um, but fuck, it's not called Traxxas. But anyway, those wheels. I used to have those. I used to absolutely love it, dude. The problem is I would always get it for Christmas and I would fuck them up trying to ride them in the snow and shit. And I would just wet them up and they'd be fucked up. And they wouldn't <laughs> even, by the time summer came, I wouldn't even have them fuckers no more. But that's one of my, that was one of my favorite childhood hobbies. I really want to get, like the high end ones now. I've been, I I was going to get one. I so when COVID hit, I was like, I'm gonna get a remote control car, or because I was just bored at home for like two months. I'm like, I'm gonna get a remote control car, or I'm gonna buy a drone. Then I bought a drone, and it was fun, and I haven't picked it up in like a year and shit. Um, but I do actually oh, want to get back drone, to drone heavy. Use yeah, I was on the heavy, heavy dude. <laughs> um, and I haven't picked it up since. Actually, it stood at the old house, which is crazy. Damn. Um, but I haven't. I haven't fucked with. I do want to do that more, but I really want a more control car. Um, I had bought one, this really cheap one. Just uh, I found it on like a random sale online. It was like forty bucks, but my dog absolutely hated it, and so I just I just stopped using it because every time I turn it on, this nigga goes fucking nuts and shit. <laughs> um, but now I I was thinking about like man, it'd be dope to have since I don't have no fucking grass. I got all this fucking dirt in my backyard. It'd be a fun track for my remote control car until I get some fucking grass. But I'm still on buying hiatus of all extra things until I'm back working. So I I think I'm gonna get one at some point. But I think I would love to get back into that. But uh, uh, other than remote control cars, stick out a lot. But you know, I was big into just outdoor sports as a kid. Like, um, I had some video games, but for the most part, I just played outside a lot. So I was like. We had, you know, in the projects, we had a, you know, a basketball court. So I was always there. Um, I, I played a lot of football as a kid. Um, didn't play much baseball. Uh, but basketball and football was my, probably the sports-wise was the most I did. And then, like I say, uh, remote control cars. And then I had this uh, this thing. I had a, a thing with um, slingshots. Did you ever get into slingshots as a kid? Like? David and Goliath slingshots? Yeah, yeah. Like, no. Yeah, actual Yeah. So I 
so we used to make them and you were pretty much bend up a hanger you would get like a bunch of uh like rubber bands rubber and that would bands. be like the <laughs> elastic and then we would find either we would get like inner tubes and we would cut the inner tubes and make those the pouch okay <laughs> and that would be our slingshots but then there was um the ones you could buy they were called wrist rockets okay and you could buy those at the time you could buy them at like Kmart uh, and shit but mm-hmm. the problem was you had to be um over 18 or over 16 to buy them so i remember one of my homeboys his stepdad would get them for us from Kmart dude you was west side you remember Kmart that was on southfield and plymouth Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Holy shit. That's yeah. the spot that uh became that mega church, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that was yeah. my I was on Hubble and Plymouth, dog. That yeah, was, I, as soon as yeah. I said it, I was like, I know you yeah. lived over there. So I'm like, I know you were probably actually know to know it. Oh is. man, that's wow. But yeah, that's so, way back. Because that yep, Kmart so, was going quick. Yep. So we used to buy wrist rockets, man. And uh well. It, some of them were called wrist rockets. Some of them were called sl- well slingshots. But uh, I'll I'll send you a picture of what they what they were. And these fuckers were awesome. They were only like ten to twelve bucks. And we used to get these, and we were we weren't doing shit but fucking shit up. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we would just we would sometimes we would sit like uh, um, shit out for like target practice or some shit. Yeah, and we would shoot shit at them. But then other than that, we were just probably shooting squirrels and birds and shit. But those were fucking dope as fuck, dog. Man, uh, I would get that right now, dog. Those eight dollars live, dog. $8. I almost want to get one, dog. I'm not almost in. I'm like eight dollars, like, <laughs> like I'm gonna buy one for everybody in the family, <laughs> bro. Those load these bitches so... up with water balloons, and, uh... and you see they. Well, no, they're not that big. You only get oh, like okay. a rock or something in them. Oh, okay. Or we used to get marbles, or we would do those. Uh... <clears throat> what were they called? Them little cherry apples. They look like cherries, but not really. Uh, they mm-hmm. were growing them random trees. We would shoot yeah, those. Them uh, bitches, man. You <laughs> kill a nigga. You hit a nigga in the head. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, you <laughs> For one of them bitches. Up, <laughs> one of them bitches in a slingshot? Yeah, Them bitches like little, rock, little fucking rocks, nigga. <clears throat> oh, it's a full-ass weapon. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. But yeah, so that was that was my pastime, Bobby. So what about you, though? Oh, man. Um, So kind of similar, man. I had a lot of... uh. Well, I mean, not a lot of similar things, but like I, I played a lot of sports and stuff like that. Um, obviously, bat- basketball is my obsession since I was six years old. So like that was all that was all I ever wanted to do all the time was ba- was watch basketball, play basketball, talk basketball, read basketball stats, look at my basketball cards. Like every, everything was basketball for me. And as you can see, very little has changed <laughs> in the subsequent 35 years. Uh, yeah, so. Yeah. It, it, it that's that's kind of always been my thing but you know i would play football like like not like for real football like um like it like it, at uh like recess and shit like that like we would play uh we would play touch football and we would play did you ever play that game where like one person would stand like with the ball and then all the other kids would stand however far away and the person who was by themselves holding the football would designate like this throw is worth this many points. And then they mm. throw the ball and whoever caught it would get that many points. Yeah. There was a name for that game. They, yeah. Um, there was a name for that, but I don't know what it was, but we played the fuck out of that. And I loved that shit because one, I have really good hands and two, I'm, I, at that time I was 
taller than most people and I still have like really long arms. So like I was always be, I would always be really good at catching the ball like over people. So like I always liked that game. And then throwing and then throwing the ball is it's completely stress free. So that's fun too. <laughs> so so did, um did y'all play pick them up, mess them up? Yeah, not often, but yeah, I played that. Yeah, we played we probably played that more than that other game you just mentioned. And maybe okay. we were just too violent of kids. And no, shit. that the, uh, I, so when we were playing that game, that was when my parents had put me in a private school. And it was a it was a Catholic school, and so like we had to wear uniforms and shit, and it it was like it was real kind of buttoned down. If we was trying to play pick up, mess them up, they they kind of some out of there, dog. They're like, nah, but, yeah, because that shit was violent as fuck, dog. Yeah, no, that that's why I said like the, when I said not too much, that was like in that was like in the hood, like at home type shit, like that wasn't that wasn't at school type shit. Um, but um, and yeah, so we played. Uh, football, and th- but that was kind of like sparingly. And then I played baseball um, on a, in a league. Uh, it was like a league that was like a, just like a league you would sign your kid up for and anything or whatever. Uh, I, I played baseball in that. Um, but as far as like childhood hobbies that like are things that I would bring into right now, well, as, as <laughs> a, a, a very large factor. Pick- <laughs> well, a very large factor. Me picking this house was the fact that it had two basketball hoops, like two. Like that is literally my child. That was literally my childhood dream. Like, have you seen the thing where they the the meme that would go around? Like, what's something that when you saw it, you would think that person was rich? Like that for me, that was it. Uh, like if I if we drove past a house and they had a basketball hoop, I was like, oh my god, those people, <laughs> these these fucking wealthy bastards. Wealthy bastards. <laughs> like, that was always my dream to have a basketball hoop in my house. I'm like, I could just play basketball whenever I want. Now I have a basketball hoop in my house. And you guess, guess what I do? I play basketball whenever I want. It doesn't collect dust. The, one of the first things I bought when I moved in this house was two basketballs. Because <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to be able to, like, if I have a guest over, I don't I don't want them to be using the basketball. Now I can't shoot. <laughs> Let me make sure I got a basketball that I can always use that's in Pistons colors. And sure enough, that's what I got. So, yeah, so, like, for that childhood hobby, that's one I clearly still bring into today. And then, like, collecting stuff, that's always something that I was big into and that I'm still kind of into now that I kind of got to keep in the, under control because, like Baylor said, it's about having space to put stuff. Um, I used to collect cards. I don't collect cards now, but one thing that I've done as an adult to kind of, like, scratch that nostalgic itch is – a lot of this, like over the time, over time, like all the cards and all the things that I got that I liked have somehow gone away. They they either lost somewhere throughout many moves. Uh, they were sold. They were given away, whatever the case may be. A lot of the things that I treasured during those childhood hobbies, those things that I collected uh, were lost. But now that I'm an adult with that makes a decent amount of money, I'm just saying like, you know what, Michael, you know what you could do? You can just go buy the individual things that you wanted, and they're probably not even that expensive anymore, especially by your standards. Like, by the standards of a child, they might have been expensive, but something that might have been expensive to me is like a like if, if there was a car that I wanted and it cost $30, I could never convince my dad to spend $30 on one car for me back when I was a kid. But right now, if that same car costs $30 and I want it, I'm going to go get it. So like, what, that's what I decided I was going to do 
is just kind of like buy the things that held value to me. So like I went and bought um, Isaiah Thomas's rookie card, which I never had and always wanted. And I never had it because it came out before I was born, let alone collecting cards. And then also it was ex it was expensive to buy at the time. And I looked it up and I bought it for like some ridiculously low price, like $10 or some shit like that. Like something ridiculously low. Uh, I went and bought Grant Hill's rookie card, which was, well, specifically Grant Hill's upper deck rookie card, which holds a monumental amount of sentimental value to me. Like, like now that I have it as an adult, I, I will never not have it. Like I, I will always have that. So like doing that kind of stuff has been a childhood ho hobby that I've kind of like, picked up and uh yeah i feel like that's pretty much it i still collect various other things too like i still like to collect uh any kind of pistons memorabilia that kind of like harkens back to the to the bad boys era so if i find something that i feel like i could put in my garage that has like the old emblem on it or something like that or uh the bad boys emblem on it or anything that has to do with piston shit i buy it and put it in my put it in my garage and that's part of my same thing still still scratching that childhood hobby itch but doing the things that i would have liked to have done earlier that i now have the ability to do as an adult so it's like oh man it feels great to be able to do all these things that you know i would have had loved to have had a room full of piston stuff everywhere but i didn't i do now <laughs> so yeah that like that's it's actually been pretty cool uh kind of like picking and choosing the things from my childhood that i want to re-experience yeah, that's 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 dope. I uh, I don't, don't sports wise, I don't know if it's anything I would have now. I mean, I mean, you know, I love the Pistons and you know, Lion stuff. I think when I finally do, you know, build out my my lounge in the basement, I'm gonna probably have, uh, of course, some Pistons shit and Lion shit. But what I've thought about recently, and it's kind of off the subject of what of, of his uh, email, but. I have this thing. I want to put these random pictures and they help. They don't have to be big, like maybe like eight by eights, mm -hmm. but I want to do like these random pictures of random seats, random scenes in my favorite movies. Oh, that's kind of cool. So it won't, you know, no explanation on it. It'd just be a scene and shit. Like, do you have a handful in mind already? Well, yeah. So like, there's it's like, you got at least have two or three in mind already. I got two in mind. Well, two, Two or three of mine. Um, there's a scene in Shawshank Redemption where uh, Red and um, um, what's the name's character sitting on the bench outside talking. Mm -hmm. That's one of the scenes. Mm -hmm. um, there's a the scene and and it, it, it won't be seen to just think of sitting, but it's just the, the example. I, the two examples I have. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, the scene in Boys uh, Boys in the Hood where Doughboy and Trey is sitting on the porch after everything had happened and shit. Mm -hmm. Like that. Um the scene where um in Pulp Fiction when um Jules is uh slurping the drink <laughs> after, after uh you know this tasty beverage and shit. Yep, so like yep. shit like that, you know what I'm saying? It'd be like I say nothing too big, but just random pictures like that. So I, I want to do that and um around the, the room or whatever so shit like that so i will almost certainly steal that idea so thank you for that but oh, no, problem, <laughs> no, problem, no problem at all I, I would be happy to see it though. oh yeah like that's something that i mean I, 
obviously that that sort of thing is already <laughs> like that's already something I'm passionate about, obviously. So I would probably mix in maybe scenes from TV stuff, too. But like film is like movies have always been movies are my OG passion. Like my obviously my channel is TV now. But that's also more so out of the fact that TV provides me with more content. Right. For sure. And also the TV stuff does better for me than movies do. But movies have always been my first love. And if I did something like that, even if I opened it up to TV and I said, okay, I'm going to, like, if I said, I'm going to do 10, 10 things like that. And it could be a mixture of movies and TV. Once I actually came up with the 10 scenes, they would likely all <laughs> be 10 fucking movie things. But um, before I even say what I was going to say about quick question to you is what would be, what was the reason behind the two sitting scenes, the boys in the hood one and the Shawshank one. Is it just the visual or did that moment in the movie have an impact? Like what, what, what is it about the scene that makes you choose those? Um, I thought they were pivotal, pivotal scenes in the movie, um, in the movies, uh, that scene where red is sitting, I don't know why I can't think of Tim Robbins character name. Um, but I almost called him Bernard. That's definitely not it. Um, uh, fuck. And I don't want to look it up. God damn it. I, I don't want to look it up either. Um, I'll get the Andy Dufresne. Andy Dufresne. How the fuck <laughs> did I forget that? Um, <laughs> this way I'm like randomly remember. <laughs> yeah, that, that's crazy. Randomly uh, remembering names like this. And the yeah. whole thing, not just <laughs> the whole thing. Andy yeah, you, like, you didn't even get the first. You got first and last, like the yeah. full government is that. But uh, <laughs> That was the scene, I believe, when, you know, uh, I think that was one of the best quotes out of the movie. Um, I think uh, Red's character. Uh, you get busy living. Get busy, you get busy dying. Get busy dying. <laughs> exactly. Yes. That was that. That was in that scene. And then um, in Boys in the Hood, you know, that was after, you know, they uh, um, Doughboy had killed my man, said that, uh, you know, killed his brother and shit. And, you know, it was like the, the most introspective moment he had, you know what I'm saying? He basically like, all this shit don't, you know, don't mean much. Either they don't know, they don't care, whatever. They don't care, right. What's going on in the hood, yeah. We say either don't know, they don't give a fuck or something that's going on in the hood. Yeah, I think it was three things. Either they don't don't know, they don't care, or they don't give a fuck. Yeah, I think that was it, something like that. And, you know, that was when, um, you know, they hugged, they told each other they loved them, each other, or something like that. Uh, Doughboy poured out the beer, walked away. Then the scene saying he ended up getting killed, you know, whatever, however much long after that or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so for those two, those two, two of the uh, <clears throat> pivotal, you know, what I'm saying scenes for me in both in both movies. Um, so yeah, but yeah, that so, was a, no good. What was that? Oh, so, so no, I was gonna say. So when you said it, my first thought was went to what 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 movies my, not even what movies it was my first thought is what am i doing from shawshank what am i doing from pulp fiction now so it's funny that that's two of the three that you mentioned because yeah. that, that was my immediate first thought was okay i gotta pick i, I pick something from shawshank and i pick something from pulp fiction and then my next thought was um like what would i base my selection on because my third my my next thought was i know i would pick a certain scene from schindler's list and it's a visual and it's it's fairly difficult to describe but it's not it's not necessarily about the visual but it's about the moment because it was one of the well it was the first time and still 
possibly the only time <laughs> that I've actually shed a tear watching a movie. And I, I don't know. I thought it was like one of the most beautiful fucking sentiments that I'd seen. It, it, and the, the moment of the scene, are you familiar? Have you seen, or are you familiar with Schindler's list? I'm familiar with it. I downloaded it, but I have not watched it. It's, okay, it's so, been on my list to watch forever. And I, and I have the movie, but I just haven't watched it. So just this, the premises is Schindler was a German guy, but he helped save a whole bunch of Jews. And mm -hmm. that's the, the really short version of what the movie is about. And in this scene, well, fuck, you haven't seen it. So now I feel like I shouldn't say the scene. But but anyway, I'm, actually, I'm not going to say the scene because I'm like, I feel like I'm like, man, if he hasn't seen the movie and he does end up watching it, like uh, I, would, I would hate to spoil the, the, so, the moment, so like the moment that made Mike cry. Let, right, right. So let's, <laughs> granted, so I was I a kid at the time, but still. Still, so let's table that because I feel like in the next two weeks I'm going to watch it because I have it, and we I will make a point for us to come back and actually talk about. Okay, it. Okay, well so. I think this is one of the best movies I've ever seen in my entire life. Like anytime, like people ask me to list my favorite movies, I can never say in order. But Schindler's List, Shawshank, and Pulp Fiction, are and The Godfather are like the my Mount my Mount Rushmore. But um, uh, yeah, there's a scene from that toward the end, and I it would be there because of the the emotional impact. Like I remember that moment still, even now the moment of watching that scene as a kid, I remember I was watching it on, they were showing Schindler's list. It was like some special presentation in honor of, I don't know, maybe it was an important anniversary of an important date related to the Holocaust, but they were showing it on network. Like it was like ABC or I think it was NBC and they were showing it unedited and with no commercials. And that's, so that's how I ended up watching it. So I, I remember the whole thing. So the whole experience, I mean. So that's why I would choose that one scene. But then I thought, like, if I'm choosing from Pulp Fiction, I would probably just choose a visual from my favorite moment. And then, I, but then with Pulp Fiction, it's like, okay, well, how do I choose a favorite moment? <laughs> so like, it's so many though. Dog. It's so, it's so many. many dog. Man. The, your so your many. pick of the drinking of the drink. That's a really good one, though. That's a really really good one. Um, um yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I could think of a, a better one than that. Better one than that one. I mean, I don't. I think it's I don't know, man. Like when they were in the diner, scenes from that shit when like when he jumped on the fucking table, that was a dope scene. Mm -hmm. When they were in the car, when they shot fucking Marvin and shit, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? That was I mean, obviously not when they shot him, but you know, just riding around in the car. That was, you know what I'm saying, like um before uh Marcellus got sodomized in the basement. That was a cool mm -hmm. scene. Like, you know, it's so many so many fucking good scenes out of that movie. Um, I actually feel like the one of him sipping the pop is more uh, commercial. You know what I'm saying? Like I could probably it think is. Of, I could think of better scenes that would mean a little more. That would be, you know, just because it's so commercial. That scene is so commercialized. Okay. Yeah, like you could do a hipster pick and choose like a really cool scene that like shows how much you love the movie or something like that. But at the end of the day, like that is my favorite scene of the movie. And like more specifically, my favorite part of that scene is the say what again part. Right, so I'd probably right. choose a still from that moment, like the part where he pulls the gun out. Like that's like, that's probably I'd probably choose that still of where he first pulls the gun out. Say what again? Like, that's probably the still I would choose because that's my favorite part of the movie is the say what again part. So, yeah, I'd probably choose that. Um, And then uh, uh, Shawshank, it would probably be like it, it would be like mine would probably be the same. Like how you feel like your 
your Pope Fiction selection is kind of like the go-to. Mine would probably be the Shawshank go-to, which would be like once Andy was free, when he's like uh, yeah. got his hands up in the fucking rain and shit. Like that. Ah, you know, yeah. Like that. So when you, before you said that, I didn't even think about that scene, because that scene is a really great fucking scene. I was thinking mm-hmm. about the scene where uh, Andy walked up on the beach of Red, and Red was, oh, I'm sorry. That, yeah, Red that walked up on the beach when the frame was there at the boat. Like yeah. I thought that was a great a great scene as well. Um, yeah, yeah, so many, so many, uh, so many fucking great scenes. Uh, another one when he was in what I don't know that probably would be a little harder to people, but like when Andy was in the uh, office and when he locked the door and was playing that opera music for everybody and shit. Mm-hmm. Like I always thought that was a great scene because there was a point where he just for like a small moment he wasn't in prison. Yeah, you know, chilling <laughs> or whatever, and so you know, but uh, yeah, man. So it'd be so that's the theme, like I say, just pictures of just some of my favorite uh movies. But now, I mean, I would have to think about it, and plus, my uh, Jack and Cokes are really hitting, so I don't know how many I would have to think about. I started thinking of Heat, but the movie Heat, there's so it's not, I don't know if there's really a picture s movie where there's a certain scene in Heat. Like I would have to have like a gift file plan or some shit <laughs> on a on a on a picture or something of like the the shooting scene or some shit. But uh, uh but yeah, man. So that's that's kind of my thing I'm thinking about with that. Just you know, uh, uh just just <clears> pivotal, <throat> at least to me, pivotal moments and like some yeah. of my favorite favorite movies and shit you know so yeah another one i might do too would be like just a screenshot of the uh the brooks is here brooks was here ah, rafter. Yeah, 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 like yeah, just yeah, that yeah. so like, yeah. like you would have had to see the movie like to even get it but like that that would be a cool one too but yeah that's something where i could see myself doing that and then i would just have to throw in probably like I would I would still have to throw in some like legendary TV moment or something that meant a lot to me, like something from like Game of Thrones or like like if I chose a Game of Thrones thing, it would probably be when they killed Oberyn Martell because that was the most, was the most devastating moments of my life. <laughs> I was just talking to somebody about uh, Game of Thrones and one person I was on a chat uh, and one of the guys who uh, he just started watching Game of Thrones and he had just got through the. Uh, <clears throat> I think he had just finished the Red Wedding, Man. and I was like, "Yo, when I I was telling, and I actually mentioned, well, mentioned you, but not by name. I was like, yeah, one of my homeboys who watched it before me was asking me about that scene, like, you know, what what'd you think? And I was just like, yeah, that shit was fucking nuts. And he was like, yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, <laughs> but it was crazy. <laughs> yeah, man, that show that show has its moments, dog. I still like like that's a show to me that like I don't give a fuck how it ended, like. That that was a like that wasn't just like oh that was a show I watched like that was a whole moment in life like that's a time where like 15, 20 years from now like that'll be a thing people talk about like man you remember when Game of Thrones was like popping like that was a whole moment dog like I'm I'm never gonna forget the experience of watching that show not just watching it but like the discussions outside of watching it, the podcast, like the theorizing, like the, the, the viewing parties, like every man, that, that was a whole, Game of Thrones will never be I, touched. Dog. I you definitely have to say, man, you know, if I've never said it, man, it was such, such an honor to be able to get invited to the house of fucking Game of Thrones. Fucking <laughs> events, dog. That shit was dope as fuck, dude. Man, that shit, dog. Like that shit is never, that shit will never, ever, 
uh go away, dog. Like, man, that was a great moment in time watching that shit, man. That man, that that them man, Pete Game of Thrones, dog. Like it, it's still not touched, dog. Like, ain't nothing fucking with Pete Game of Thrones. But anyway, moving on. Uh, moving on. Yeah, we've digressed. Yeah, moving but on to these. I shouldn't even say we digressed because it means our fucking podcast. Right. Yeah. So uh, actually, like, I don't have a ton to go over, but like, just like, I don't know. Like I said, I've been thinking kind of like just being introspective and just kind of considering like how my viewpoints in life have changed as I've gotten older and, and as I smoke more weed. And like, it is, it, it really is funny how smoking weed changes like, your entire perception of things and like and and i mean that in a truly truly positive way like like i i feel like it has enhanced and improved my life in in so many different ways and one of those ways is kind of starting with what i put in here as a topic was music because even a month ago or two months ago i will you know if you ask me like hey what are you listening to i'll be like podcast nigga that's it like i don't be listening to music and anytime i anytime i said something i'll be like and if i do listen to music I'm listening to like old shit from the nineties or whatever. But lately, man, I don't know what it is, but like music, like new music has been resonating with me more. And I think it's because right now, and I, and I, I do think it's because I'm high all the time. <laughs> like, and I, I truly believe that's why. Like I will listen to music and the shit that would bother me about it before, like, a rapper that like not having really any good bars. Like, I don't particularly care about that as much anymore. It's like right now it's like, what kind of vibe am I getting from this? Like, am mm-hmm. I fit? Like, does it make me feel happy or does it, is it some head nodding type shit? Like I only want to listen to shit that makes me want to like nod my head. It makes me feel good. It makes like, makes me want to move. Like that's only what I want to listen to right now. And like, I, like I have gained an interesting appreciation not a, no, <laughs> that was too strong. Um, I <laughs> I have gained less disdain <laughs> for the current state of hip hop because I kind of feel like that's what it is now. Like our era of hip hop was bars, nigga. Like can like can you spit? And I feel like the popular rap music right now is not about how good are you lyrically. It's about like how how good of a vibe is your shit? Like how much are people going to fuck with it? Like sonically, like, I don't even know what people like, I don't know. Do people think that like the current popular rappers are good? I don't think they're all terrible, but like they, I like admittedly some of them make songs that are like really good to listen to. Even if the actual lyrics are bad, like there's a lot of these songs I've been listening to lately. I don't even understand what these niggas is saying, dog. Like, like Lil Uzi Vert. Like, I don't know what that nigga be talking about none of the time, dog. But man, this is, that's a creative little nigga, dog. <laughs> like, he's got some creative nah, fucking sure. songs on that album, dog. And like, that's another thing. Like, I'm really, really appreciating creativity. Like, some shit that I just haven't fucking heard. It's the same thing I say on my on my YouTube how I appreciate creators who make shows that I haven't seen before or who take chances that I haven't seen before who are creative and risky and unique. And I like that in my TV and my film. And now I'm liking that in my music. And I'm listening like Lil Uzi Vert is a great example because that nigga has like eight different genres of music on his album. And like (laughs) almost all of them, he does a good version of that. Like, and it's interesting to hear. Like, 
And so even the stuff that I don't like, like he has like heavy metal type songs on there and I don't like those, but like, I, I appreciate that this nigga tried to make a heavy metal song. And like, the, maybe there are people who like heavy metal that are like, yo, that shit is dope. Like maybe that is a good, by heavy metal standards, a good song. But like, I'm listening to this nigga album, dog. And I'm like, why do I like so many songs on this shit, dog? And I'm like, I don't understand what this nigga be talking about. And sometimes I can't even understand what he is actually saying. <laughs> but I'm like, these songs are all like really fun songs. I, I don't know. And, and like another example is uh, Coyle Ray. Like I've been listening to her shit lately because I'm like, this bitch creative as fuck, dog. Like I'm like, she, I'm like, all these songs sound so unique to me. And I don't know. I've, I've gained an interesting, uh, now I will say appreciation for these artists who are trying something different than just like dope beat rap dope beat rap who are doing like I'm gonna rap in a different voice or I'm gonna like Coyla Ray has a song where she rapping like a UK accent like I'm just like where is this even coming from like like it's it's like a whole UK song like a rap song and I'm like what like like, like who thought to do this but I really really like that song and I like because I'm just like wow I can't believe this like a she has like a UK rapper who's like guest featured on this shit and I'm just like this is so unique and it's like it's like the bar for unique is so low though, so it's like I don't know I've I've really gained an appreciation for these artists who are like stepping outside of the box and trying new things and actually making stuff that sounds good. So I've, I've I don't know I found myself saving songs from artists that six months ago I would have never even given a chance to, like Young Thug. Like, again, I don't understand nothing that nigga be saying. I hate how he be changing his voice. But that nigga got some bangers on that album, on his new album, dog. And I'm just like, what is what is life right now where I'm saving Young Thug songs? Like, <laughs> in my favorites. Like, this is ridiculous. But yeah, man, I, like, I don't know. It's, it's just as I've, I've, as, I don't know, as, as I don't even want to say grow or change or mature. I want to say just as I, as I've evolved, like, I'm just like, changing you know and like growing in the sense of like allowing myself to 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 evolve into a different person rather than stubbornly stick it to like i'm not gonna listen to that or i'm not gonna uh give that a chance like i like the fact that i'm willing to like fucking listen to some of this shit and and just be accepting i guess i i i i remember a time in my life where i wasn't accepting of just odd shit you know what i'm saying and i wouldn't have I wasn't mature enough to just let myself just indulge on some shit, you know what I'm saying? But now, you know, in the last few years, I've been able to just indulge in, in other shit. So to, just to your point, you know, listen, I would have never thought five years ago I'd be listening to like a Uzi Vert or, you know, I haven't listened to anything other than Coilerae's single, but, you know, from what you're suggesting, I'll probably check it out. Um, but I've allowed myself to listen to a lot more. And one of the chicks that I really like and she's a uh, black British chick. She raps. Her name is Little Sims. Are you familiar with her? Mm-mm. No. All right. Did you watch? And I don't think you did, but did you watch Top Boy? No, not yet. All right. So she was uh, one of the characters in Top Boy, but she's actually a dope ass fucking rapper. Um, and I remember when the series was going, because um, it was it was really hyping up the fact that I think the later series that Drake actually executive produced or some shit or funded or he had some in on the the series continue or whatever, and they had the soundtracks from it or the scores and they would play some of her shit. But she's actually pretty dope. So um I would add that into your listening just to see how you like her or whatever. But Can she's you, pretty what dope. was her name? Spell it. 
Uh, little L I T E L E Sims S I N Z S I N Z. Oh, okay. See, I thought you said Sims. Sims. Okay. Okay. That is what I thought you said. Sims. Okay. Yeah. So, like, and that that actually is kind of like a an interesting kind of side tangent to the point I just made. Um, and this is something that I'm noticing too when I'm like making myself more open to things. I've noticed that I've kind of had a subconscious walling off to uh non-american stuff like mm. art not like i'm opposed to it but like it's just like it's like i grew up here it's what i see and we're like the biggest country in the world like hollywood makes the biggest movies and like like we, we're all the big shit right so it, it almost makes me forget that other places create content that is equally as good and equally as viewed as ours but i'm just so kind of like walled off from that and as more and more British actors have been popping up on American stuff, mm-hmm. it's made me realize that these aren't just random niggas just popping up on American stuff. These are people who are already stars over there. They've already got a bunch of shit. And I, I'm like noticing that like there's so much content out there. Like if I was to get like BritBox, like there's so much content out there that's really good, that has really good stuff actors that it is stuff that I don't know about and that I don't watch just because I'm like closed off here subconsciously. And like, there's some, there's some stuff over there. Like it, like, I know it's good because I like, it gets picked up here. Like, I know, like, like things like gangs of London got picked up on like, like that was on AMC. And then like, um, like Luther, for instance, that got picked up here, obviously. And we, you fucked with Luther, right? Mm-hmm. So like, like we know like Lupin, like these kind of things that get picked up here. And like it, and the same thing with music too, right? So like, I've been noticing, like you noticed the this this uh little sim shit on Top Boy. Like when I was watching Gamora, I was like watching that. I'm like, yo, a lot of these Italian rappers. Obviously, I don't know what the fuck they saying, but like, why is this music kind of dope, dog? And I'm just like, I've been sitting here, like, like I said, I haven't been un, I haven't been purposely not fucking with non-American shit. But it's just like I live in the biggest fucking country in the world. Well, not you know what I mean, but like the most, you know, the biggest in reputation <laughs> country in the world where all the big shit kind of like either originates or goes to. So it's like I've just kind of been walled off. And it like it's made this is this time period of kind of like being more open and receptive to things has made me realize that like there's a whole lot of content out there that I could be putting on YouTube. Like in the back, like I, I never had the thought, but I think like maybe even subconsciously there's no, like I would never even think to cover UK shows on my channel, but why not? But because why not only not? is you right. Why the fuck not? Because not only it's not like YouTube is limited to America, nigga. Like, what am I doing? Like, I could be put like, I mean, you well, may cover doing, a UK you, show you could and it could bang a, out in a, fucking Europe. Right. Nigga. I was about and to say, you, and it's the you, same motherfucking money, nigga. Like, you could, you could, you could potentially doing a disservice to yourself by just, yes, sticking to dog. US shit. Like, right. yeah. And I'm, I'm, and I'm not doing that on purpose. Like, I don't want to cover stuff. Like, I, it's just never occurred to me. And it's just because I was just so, I would, I would honestly say, I would say look through some UK shows, see what's popping, and see what's. Well, what's I'm not. Hey, I haven't already. I didn't get into this conversation without already <laughs> without already got without already having moved to that point. <laughs> but but yeah, that's like the thought that I. That's where I ended up. I'm like, dog, why are you not looking for shit to cover over there, dog? Like, 
Cause you, cause I'm thinking like, okay, like how are you this stupid, Michael? Like Gamora is one of your highest performing videos on your whole channel, nigga. And niggas here don't even fucking watch it. So that means all that shit is that international from, that views, not, nigga. Yeah, that None was of that from, was here. That was, that was not from our like, fellow Americans. So yes, nigga, that, that, that like that was Italian niggas and shit. Like like commenting on, on my shit. Like I was putting motherfucking comments into Google Translate. Like yo, what is going on? Like why am I not capitalizing on that? And it's it's all that is to say. The point is that, like, we subconsciously close ourselves off here being in America. And I don't know. I just feel like and again, I do I do attribute this to how I'm constantly high, like because it just makes me think about, I don't know, more. It makes it just makes my mind more receptive to shit. And it just makes me think outside the box more. And it's just like, yeah, we close ourselves off and make ourselves so just so staunchly American, like just because like we're the big dog, like like we're the only dog and we are not the only dog by any means. And like, I'm just like, dog, if I just start covering UK shows, who knows? Because them niggas ain't probably not get they're, they're not getting American content. Like they're not getting people. They're not getting Americans covering their shows. Now, they might be getting UK people covering their shows. But I'm just saying, like, that's a market that's completely untouched by us because we are Americans. We don't give a fuck about other countries. <laughs> so uh, all American countries are, are uh, untouched market for me in my eyes. So I'm like, man, I need to start picking up some of that fucking content and just making it do what it do. See what happens. Cause I'll I'm like, yeah, I'm know. like these American niggas, like who knows? So yeah, that's, that's the long story of uh, just how I feel like as I've gotten older, my, my, my priorities, I guess, have changed in, in, in how I consume art. Cause like I said, I'm not as big on like, is Lil Uzi Vert spitting? I'm like sitting here, like, yo, why is this song make me feel great? <laughs> like it, it, and it, like it bangs. Like he might have a song that's like a hard ass rap song. I'm like, this shit go hard. I don't even know what this nigga saying, but this shit bang. And then he might have a different song that has a whole, like he has a song where the beat sound like some video game shit, but that shit dope, dog. I'm like, and it's dope because it's creative, but it's dope naturally. It's just dope too. So I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I've gained such an appreciation for that kind of shit. Um, that's real. The next thing I want to talk about real, this is a real quick one, was um, I've been dealing with like, uh, like my, I don't know what happened to my shoulder. My shoulder has been fucked up and my back has been such a big problem the last fucking decade, actually longer than that, that I don't know. I've never thought about anything else, but while my back was getting better, my shoulder got fucked up somehow. I don't know how. And now my back is pretty, my back is great. The best it's been since before it originally got hurt. And now my shoulder is like a huge issue and I've been going to physical therapy for it. And my physical therapist has been like showing me these exercises and shit. And the only reason I put this in the topic is cause like I've never, it, it's cause I don't know what happened to it, that it, it's, it sounds like I'm overstating it to say that I'm rehabbing an injury, but that is very literally what I am doing. And I've never, it's just, it's just that I don't know what caused the injury. Like I can't say like, Oh, I did it you know, I got swinging a baseball bat or something like I can't say what happened, but I am literally rehabbing an injury and I've never been through this before. And it fucking sucks, man. It's hard. <laughs> it's, it's hard, man. Like, cause you constantly have to deal with this thought of like, if you don't, I guess, put yourself in a position to where you could potentially hurt yourself again, you can never really get better because like, if you just don't do shit, especially at our age, that shit is, it gets more and more sensitive the more sedentary you are. 
So it's like if you if you're if you're you hurting, you gotta be yeah. Active. If you're hurting and you don't do anything, shit. If you just don't do anything, that's how that's how you get hurt. Like my physical therapist has told me, like that is how you got hurt was not doing shit and then deciding that you were gonna do shit. Like that's how you get hurt, and that's also how you stay hurt. Like if you feel pain and you're like, oh no, I'm not gonna work out no more, then you're not gonna get better because now you're right back to not doing shit. And he he kind of what what he did to help me make help make me understand it is he compared. He compared like a my shoulder injury to like an external injury. So like if you have like a cut, you can see when it's healing, and you can be like, oh, okay, I'm good to start doing regular shit with my hand. But when you first get cut, you might you you're gonna like kind of like baby the hand, but you can see it. You know, how it's getting better, but you can't see your muscles or your joints or whatever. So you can't really gauge that that it's you know how much better it's getting or that it's getting better, other than your ability to feel less pain or to lift more weight or bend your arm or leg or whatever. And so he's kind of helped me work through that. But like, man, he put me like, so right now, like up, up until the last time I saw him, which was what's today, today, Thursday, I saw him yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday, Wednesday. So up until uh, yesterday, he had just been showing me kind of like a single kind of motion uh, holding a kettlebell that's kind of just meant to help build the like stability in my shoulder. Uh, but yesterday we worked up to where he wanted to try to test me to start seeing if I could do exercise. Cause I told him, I'm like, I, I've been, I've lost like 50 pounds over the last two years or so. And I'm like, I'm getting back in shape. I'm feeling good. I want to work out, but this shoulder is so fucking limiting. And he reminded me again, like, but if you keep acting like you can't do anything, you're just not, you're not going to be able to get better. Like you have to keep testing it and you can't just keep testing it with doing this one motion, like you need to start trying to work out again. And I'm like, well, you need to show me how I can do that without injuring it further. And basically he kind of like tested my ability to kind of like do shoulder presses, man. I, I patting myself on the back. Admittedly, I do not give up. So like, I, I'm like, oh, I pushed through some serious fucking pain to just try to see what I was able to do. But nigga, <laughs> I am paying for it today <laughs> and and the rest of yesterday. Nigga, my shoulder is killing me, dog. But like in a way where I know it's a good pain. Like I know that I'm I, I it, it hurts because I was working out muscles and and things that don't that haven't been getting worked out and that need to get stronger in order for my shoulder to go back to normal functionality. And I also know that tomorrow, even though I know it's still going to hurt, I'm going to have to do those exercises tomorrow. And I'm like legit nervous because I'm like, dog, it still hurts a lot right now. But yeah, rehabbing an injury is whole shit. Yeah. That's, I, the, uh, that's, the, that's, the, that's the whole, that's the TLDR. <laughs> Too long, didn't read. Rehabbing an injury is whole shit. It hurts. No, it's, it's funny. Hard. Just, just, and, uh, just to piggyback on the one part of just, you know, being, staying active and being mo uh, mobile. Uh, a homeboy of mine, he's uh, his mom is older and she's having mobility issues and he tries to get her to move every day because once you don't move, it just it's, it's harder the next day. So like she, you know, he say, even if we just walk down to the elevator and back, just keep it moving and stuff, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it's, it's it was just I was just like, damn, that's crazy how you could just sit and then just not not progress because you're just not moving and stuff. And I think a lot of times for me, I haven't been pretty act. I haven't been active, like workout active in some time, but it's like, I could see myself just not doing anything active. And then I do some shit like, you know, 
some random stretch and I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I oh, I would, you know, walk the dog for like a mile or two. I'm like, God damn, like my legs is tight because I ain't, you know what I'm saying, did any kind of movement. I just jumped up and started moving around and shit like that. So yeah, it, it definitely helps. But that's good to see you progressing though. That's dope. Yeah, I, th- I think the best piece of advice I could give people our age right now, since I'm going through it, is we have to let go of that that idea that we could just get up and start doing shit like we were able to do when we were younger. Because, like, you know, when we're younger, we could sit around for a while, get up and do shit, and that's just what it is. And you don't, you don't think that that will change. You're just going to keep doing the same thing that you've been doing. And that's what I did. And then now I've got, now I've gotten hurt. So it's like you have to keep in mind that like as you get to our age if you're people who are listening who are 40 ish like you have to like consistently keep moving like try to be like not active active like you ain't got to be like hooping every day but like i mean like bare minimum like you know walking around and shit like that doing something and if you're gonna do something rigorous you should probably stretch first which is wild because i've never stretched in my whole life but nigga like like i i know that there's just certain things like I'm going to have to do certain stretches or movements before I do these things or I'm going to get hurt. Like for my back, like there were certain like stretches that I have to do for my back that I was doing when I was at Niagara Falls. Cause I know if I'm going to be walking around for all those hours, pushing that heavy ass stroller wagon, like I need my back to be like limber before I even get out here. I can't be walking out here, old man tight and then trying to walk fucking a whole bunch of miles pushing heavy strollers uphill. So like, yeah, man, we got to keep in mind that we either got to stay active or before we start doing shit, like stretch or something, dog. Cause like, man, it's easy to get hurt at this point in our lives. When, if you sitting around for a long time, trying to engage a body part, like a muscle or a joint that's been sitting around for a long time, not doing shit. And then immediately trying to engage it in some sort of rigorous activity, or maybe not a rigorous activity <laughs> is a good way to get hurt. So yeah, man, it's some whole shit, dog. but man, I I'm enjoying, even though it hurts, it's like, it's, I don't want to say it's giving me life, like not in the way like, Oh, that gave me life. Like, I don't mean like that. But like giving me life in the sense, I'm like, like dog, please don't say that shit. Please it is, it, it it's make it's it is as though it's like it's making me feel alive in the sense of like, I haven't felt that in so long. Like the the pain of like working out and feel, but because it makes me feel young again. Like the I, like lifting weights and feeling some pain afterward. Like that's youth. That's youthful to me. Like that's the shit I did when I was in shape. Like working out to the you know and and you know that feeling of like pushing up a weight over my head until I can't until my tricep is burning out and i know like this is the last one i'll be able to push over my head like that feeling even though it hurt it was like oh it feels good to do this again though like you know what i'm saying it's like it's weird but yeah like i i I, it's exciting to a degree to think like even though it hurts right now that i might be able to pick that back up again or if i do these if i actually do the exercises again tomorrow if i could pull them off that it's like, damn, even though it hurt going in, you still did it. So all right, that means right. is going it's going to hurt less the next time. It's going to hurt less the time after that. And eventually, as long as I keep being able to do it, even if it hurts, 
if I can push through that pain, which I've been doing the past like two weeks or so, if I can push through that pain, it, the pain is going to get less and less each time. The only reason it's not happening now is because this nigga keep increasing what I got to do <laughs> at the same time. It's like, oh, I just got this thing down. Now I got to fucking increase it again. I'm like, damn, I'm not going to be able to get comfortable, am I? So I was like, I'm not going to be able to let the pain go down because as soon as the pain starts to go down, I introduce a new thing to make it hurt again. <laughs> so, but yeah. Uh, so that's the shoulder thing that I want to talk about. Um, and then uh, two more things. Uh, I had a interesting experience when I went over to Canada to visit my father-in-law this past weekend. So, Uh-oh. no, it's not. It's it's trust me, it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's just not. <laughs> so, uh, I went to go see him on on Sunday. Uh, on Saturday was a big big UFC pay per view, their International Fight Week pay per view. Um. Uh, my boy Daryl was over here. Uh, my boy Larry came over. I had grilled that day, so I'm in the garage and I'm just like, it's a, it's a, it's a big event. I make a, I'm making drinks, and I'm not, I don't even drink like that no more, mind you. So, but when I start drinking, I drink like I still drink like that. But the problem is, since I don't drink like that, it's a lot worse for me the next day. And Sunday was not a good day for me. Like I was like having some <laughs> serious issues with how much fucking vodka I had drank the night before. And we go over there and they're like, yeah, uh, we want to go. We want to show you guys this trail that we like to hike. And it, it leads to a beach. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to have to fucking ah, walk or hike on a trail. And then we out there and I'm pulling a wagon that has like all the kids stuff in it. So I'm like pulling a wagon and I'm like hungover and my stomach is fucking fucked up fucking stomach hurts i'm like oh my god i don't know how i'm gonna get through this fucking this whole fucking experience and then um my wife is like noticing like i'm kind of like going through it. i'm just like i don't know dude. i was like i'm like i'd be fine if my stomach wasn't so fucked up my stomach is just fucked up man i'm like i must have just drank too much last night she was like well, she was like you go in the woods i'm like oh i don't know about all that i was like i'm like, like what am i gonna do wipe with a fucking leaf she was like we have wipes for the baby they're right in the wagon i'm like Hmm. <laughs> so, so like BRB. Bro. <laughs> so, so I walk back to the wagon. I grab the wipes and uh it is what it is. And and when I went back, it was such a big deal to everybody that I did that. <laughs> Cause it was what? like cause like wait, wait, what'd you say? No, I'm listening. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I gathered you start start to say something. It was such a big deal to everybody that I did that because they all come from like the country and like camping and like that's all. So you mean like to... big deal as in yeah, he's actually it's doing a big it. deal I... that I took a shit in the woods. <laughs> that's a that was a big deal, and I'm like, bro, like bro. I'm like it's not the 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 it was a big deal to them because they're like like I said they're country people they're they're they they go camping all the time and. To them, that's normal fucking camp life, not a big deal. And they see me as fucking city boy. And I like bet my wife in the past. Be yes. Yeah. So they look at it and my my wife probably in the past has brought around city boys who did not give did gave a lot more of a fuck than I do. They so probably like, like this is the best city boy she done brought around us and shit. They are no, they it is because that I mean, was, yeah, I'm sure general, that was like yeah. I'm sure that was part of like I'm sure that helped them. Uh, uh, be happy with her marrying me was the fact that I, I'm not a pussy because like it was all everything I do is like a huge deal to them but not a huge deal to me 
Like, like when I just said I would go camping with them, that was like a colossal, like, oh my God, like, what the fuck? And I'm like, I don't, like, what, like, oh, like, it's like, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like a big deal to me. Like, oh, you want me to sleep in a tent, like in the woods? Like, I, like, I don't know if I was by myself, but I'm like, like, we all going to be there. There's going to be a fire and we going to be drinking. I'm going to smoke cigars. Like, this sounds like fun to me. Like, what, like, it's not a big deal. Like, and I'm like, I grew up in Detroit. Like, I'm like, my, I think that's what it is. I don't think they, I think they underestimate my fear tolerance. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think that's exactly what it is. Dog. Like, when you grow up in Detroit, your fear tolerance is high as fuck. No, <laughs> it is astronomically fucking high. Yeah. So, like, but all these things to them, they, I, I don't know. They don't matter to me. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know, man. But I mean, I mean, granted, you know, growing up in the city, you definitely have a tolerance of stuff that's you know different from others but i don't know if it fully translated transcends when it comes to like camping though i i don't know either but that's my that's my only guess to why they think it's a big deal and i don't especially when they brought around i'm well they brought around i know my wife has brought around three exes who were just not like no i can't do that so it's a big deal to them that i don't give a shit but every time I do anything, it's a big deal to them because they continue to expect me to be too good for it. But I like, think that, well, I, I mean, not too good I, for I can't, it, but too city for it. Like, I, oh, I can't do that country. I don't shit. even know if it's even too city for it. I mean, obviously, you would know your. No, that's what. Yeah, morning. that's what they think. They literally said that. Like, oh, the city boy took a shit in the woods. I'm like, it's not a buck. <laughs> see, shit, I, dog. see, I attribute, like, it's not that deep. I attribute it to just being, you know, not as social as probably other people. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, like this introvert is coming out with us, hanging out and shit. You know? Oh no, it's it's been no. They, but they, I know you have a great relationship with your in-laws. And, 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 and shit, I would say, and that know, too. But. Like, like, like hanging with them is not like, like hanging with them is like it's not when, a when I go over her dad's house. It's like hanging with my friends. Like it's it, yeah. It's like it's it's like I do all the same shit hanging with him that I do here hanging with my friends. <laughs> like, I drink, I smoke weed, and I like and talk shit. Like it's the same shit I do <laughs> doing my friends. But yeah, no, they they like it's particularly her, uh uh his wife, so my my wife's stepmother. She in particular, she always will comment like, "Oh, the city boy is doing this, or the city boy is doing that." Like constantly amazed at what I what she looks like, what she interprets as me being willing to do something that is like wild by my perspective, but she doesn't understand that by my perspective that's not wild. Like, I'm not, like, risking it. Like, it's not like me just, like, taking a big risk. Like, oh, oh, this is crazy, but I would do it anyway. Like, like nothing that I've done is a big deal to me. <laughs> I guess, like, I just had to take a shit. Like, this is all it was. Like, it was, like, do or die. Like, my stomach hurts so bad, and this has to happen. So, I mean, I think it, wasn't it was like, oh, one. I'm a city boy. I don't know if I can do this. I need to have a toilet. Like, I mean, once, I once she one. said we had wipes, it was a wrap. I mean, it was, it was cool that your wife was just like, well, we got wipes like that. At that point, that was the approval, like go shit in the woods, nigga. You know what I'm saying? So I like I feel like if I was in the woods, my wife, that'd be the last thing she would probably say, like, you know, because but and and she's I don't think my wife is what I, I don't. I, I'm pretty certain my wife wouldn't have gave me that option. Like, do you want to go shit in the woods? Like it just I don't think it would have came from her, at least. It wasn't even like opposite. It was just like. My my thing was like, well, I'm not going to I'm not going to do it because I don't have nothing to wipe with. Like, I, what am I going to wipe with? I'm not going to grab a leaf. Like, what the fuck? Like, and then she was like, well, we got wipes because we have a baby. So obviously we have wipes and diapers on us at all times. But for whatever reason, I didn't consider that. And I was like, oh, that's even better than having toilet paper. Excuse me. I'll be right back. <laughs>
Damn, so yeah, they got here shitting in the woods. Get the fuck yeah, out of and, here. Yeah, and and somehow earning points from it. But um, and then the very last thing that I want to talk about before we wrap up, and it's not something to talk about as a conversation piece. This is something I'm merely doing for accountability purposes because this is what I always do when I decide I'm going to do something. I let it be known that I'm going to do it. And it's not just for accountability purposes. It's also because I like to then be able to go, once I do it, I like to then be able to go, I told you, niggas. I said I was going to do this, that I was going to do it. So what I've decided to do is I decided that I'm going to go on Jeopardy. Okay, shit. And I'm going to go on Jeopardy and I'm going to win. That's what I decided I'm going to do. So, Not only go on, but go on and win. Okay. Yeah, because what's the point of going? Like, I don't want to like, like, I don't, I don't set like, I don't set the bar. Like to me, that's setting the bar low. I know a lot to most people. Like, I mean, that that is an achievement. Just getting on the show is an achievement. Trust me. But like. To me, that's not that's not that's the bare minimum. Like, I don't want to get on the show and lose. What the fuck? I want to get on the show and win. So, like, I want to get on the show and win. So it, it's me putting it out there is is part accountability, part being able to be able to look back and be like, see, I keep telling you niggas what I say, I'm going to do something. When I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. <laughs> Here's example number 3,522. But um, yeah, I, I've decided that. And I've also kind of somewhat developed a plan and started working on it to a degree. Um, because the cool thing about it is that most goals that we give ourselves in life kind of have a time limit on them. But being on Jeopardy really doesn't. Like, like, you know, when I was a kid, it was like, oh, I want to play in the NBA one day. Well, now I can't. That's not I've, I've long since given up on that dream. That is an unattainable dream right now to, to be in the NBA. Um, but being on Jeopardy is a dream that, like, you could decide you want to start that at 50 and, and make that happen. So I'm like, why would I not look at that as something attainable? Like, and I think that sometimes people might look at a goal and be like, Oh man, that just sounds unattainable. Like I don't know if I could do that. And, and I feel like saying like I'm gonna be on Jeopardy sounds ridiculous. Like, oh, it's a TV show, it's been around forever, and all these people have been on it, and you gotta be so smart and know all this stuff. And like it seems like that'd be something that most people can't do. But like I'm like, you get like I have an in not infinite, but I have like a ton amount of time to like train or whatever, whatever I need to do. I feel like I already have a strong knowledge base. I know I've watched the show. For decades, I know what topics are like ones that you really need to kind of like broadly know a lot about. Like, I, I and I feel like I can do it. So I'm like, I decided that I'm essentially going to go into training. There's no time limit I'm giving myself. It could be 10 years. I have it. Like, like I, I have it in theory. Like, if I die ahead of that time, if I die before I end up on Jeopardy, then I, I die before I end up on Jeopardy. Like, it's just, I don't have no say over that. <laughs> but so, so, do you know the process of how that, how, how, how to do it? Like, what's the process of getting on Jeopardy? Uh, I don't know it step by step, but you start by taking the test, and there's a, it's called the Jeopardy Anytime test, and it's called that because you could take it at any time. Um, there once used to be a limit on it. Like you could take it like it was like you could take it once a year or something like that. Like there was some sort of limit to it, but now you could take it whenever. And uh, you take that test. And I, I guess if you pass it, then you enter into a different pool where I think you could submit various things. Like I know that there's some, like I, th- I feel like there's some sort of video submission process because I know I've listened to podcasts and people talk about like, uh, what they saw on somebody's audition tape or something like audition tape, but on somebody's video or whatever. And, and 
I know that the person's personality is a factor in getting selected. So like you can't know that unless you see something first, <laughs> you can't be meeting a motherfucker for the first time when they get there and be like, we chose them based off of this. So like there's some sort of like in this second pool, there's another process. And then uh, there's a callback process that's uh, on all podcasts that I've listened to have talked about how it's like, they talk about quote unquote, getting the call. Like you can get to that point where it's like, we may or may not call you. And, an insane amount of time can pass before you get a call back. You may or may not get one. You might not get it at all. You may get it after eight months. Who the fuck knows? So it's like, it's a process of like, you know, waiting to get that call or not. So that's generally what it works, how it works. Um, My thought is that I feel like there's a decent to good chance that I could pass the test now, but I don't want to even take the test until I feel like the test isn't even an obstacle. Like I want to wait, like I want to feel like I'm confident enough with the knowledge base to where if I pass the test, that if I go to the next step that I can, like I can go all the way to the show at that point. Not like if I barely fucking pass the test or I pass it by accident because I got a good set of questions and then I move to the next step and then I can't cut it or whatever. Like I want to make sure that once I pass the test, I'm good to still go all the way through to the show, no matter what happens. So I'm building up a, uh, working on building up a knowledge base of not, well, I'm not even on that part yet, building up a topic base, like the things that I want to focus on. Uh, I'm working on building that up. I'm watching the show uh, constantly. There's uh, a lot of episodes on Pluto for free. So uh, I saw, I don't know how many there are, but I saw on uh, Google, they said there's like 250 episodes of some shit on Pluto. So uh, I'm watching episodes on Pluto all the time, uh, compiling a list of, like I said, topics to hone in on uh, and then starting to uh, think about how I want to tackle broad topics. So like, for instance, Shakespeare. Shakespeare is a big topic in various forms on Jeopardy. I don't know jack shit about Shakespeare. How do I want to approach that? So those are the kind of things that I'm thinking about right now. So all that to say, that's a thing that, I don't even I, I have yet to I have yet to do it this way and I never will. I am not going to present it as a goal. Like my goal is to get on Jeopardy. I'm gonna no I present it as the way I said it. I'm gonna be on Jeopardy. So <laughs> these are the things that I'm doing in order to make sure that that's gonna happen. So uh throwing that out there and then you, you, one year from now, five years from now, ten years from now, whenever that day comes, I'm gonna be like, Yeah, I told y'all niggas in podcast. <laughs> hey, I, I've been looking to, to have, be able to know a nigga that, that's been on Jeopardy. So, uh, well, now you you know a nigga that's been on Jeopardy right now, and that's how time works because it's you know circular and shit, right? <laughs> so, like, even even though I haven't been on it yet, you know me now, and I will be on it. So you know a nigga that's been on Jeopardy. Boom, mind blown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that'd be dope. Though. I, I don't think of all my life I thought about. Damn, it'd be cool to know somebody. I never even thought about it to now. Like, man, that'd be dope to be able to know somebody. So, um, we putting that the energy, the energy out there. So, yeah, um, man. Yeah, another way for me to end up out in California. And then again, my thought too was that when I talk about not just going on the show but winning, I have to account for. That's why I said if it takes ten years of me like quote unquote training. Oh, that's another thing I left out too. Is like aside from studying. Once I feel like I have a a strong a much stronger knowledge base, then I'm gonna start hitting like pub trivia's and actually like doing like practicing out in like actual like trivia settings. 
So I'm going to do that next too. But um, yeah, man, it's, it's not just uh, a goal of, of, of getting on the show or winning. When I say I want to win, I have to think like, okay, I can't just think like, okay, I got to get on Jeopardy and try to win. I have to think about the fact that, for example, there were 144, give or take, people who were strong enough to get on Jeopardy, who all went onto that stage and thought, today is my day to win Jeopardy. This is my chance. And 144 niggas ran into Ken Jennings and got fucked up. So I got to think a nigga like Ken Jennings might come along again and have that ridiculous, that, that, you know, when I say Ken Jennings, right, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that nigga's ridiculous win streak and mm-hmm. shit that he had. Like, right. like that, I got to think like, okay, I got to be prepared for a possible Ken Jennings type nigga, or I got to be the Ken Jennings type nigga. That, that, so that's the bare minute. That's my goal to have before I even go on. Like, I need to go on the show being that. Like, I don't, I'm not trying to go on like, I feel like I can win. I need to go on the show like, I'm Ken Jennings or I'm, I'm able to fuck with Ken Jennings. Like, that's where I, that's my baseline. That's where I'm starting. So that's that's what I'm working toward. That's, I mean, that's, that's not a bad bar to, to have. No, because you got to account for that. No, you can't just go like, oh, I feel like I'm smart he's enough. Pretty like, much no, been nigga. one of the, like, the best contestants of all time. So it's no, yeah. it's no pretty much. It's, it's, no, he is. <laughs> this is he it. is he's the, one. the best. <laughs> so like, like you gotta you gotta be prepared for that, and and that involves not just the knowledge base, but that involves uh uh working that buzzer. So that's a part I gotta consider too. Which I've actually I've researched that already too. Like I read that people who have been on the show use toilet paper rolls, not the roll, the part that the roll goes on, as like a clicker. Because if you think about how the the centerpiece of the the part that the toilet paper goes on, mm-hmm. it's shaped just like a Jeopardy buzzer. And then the little part that pushes into the thing, you could push it down with your thumb, just like a buzzer. It's like the exact same fucking device. <laughs> Shit. I'm like, holy shit! That so is I never thought about that part. Talk. I think the part that always, I mean, and 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 I am a fair weather uh, Jeopardy fan, but I guess the biggest problem I would probably have is getting used to answering the the answer, the response to the answer had to be a question. Yeah, no, that that's was something. Even as a non fair weather person, I know that's something I would struggle with because even when I watch it, I don't do it. Yeah, and I'm too far into my life of watching Jeopardy of not doing it that. When I have to do it, I know that's something that I'm. I got. I'm gonna like at some point. I'm gonna have to practice that. Like I'm not gonna be able to just keep doing. Like at some point when I'm watching the show, I'm gonna have to start. Okay, I gotta force myself to start doing it like the question, or even like taking the toilet paper roll clicker thing and having that on me while I'm watching the show, trying to mm-hmm. time the click and answer. Like you know, trying to simulate the actual experience, not just shouting the answer at the TV like I do now. Like so, like those things. I yeah, I, I gotta I gotta work on that too. But that's again the cool thing about it is I have a lot of time. Like that, you don't age out of Jeopardy, dog. Like <laughs> so, I I can do that. And that's dope, dog. That's dope. And I think, and th- and this is the last thing I want to say too, is I feel like now is the best time because I feel like when I was younger, I was too dumb, and when I get older. I'm going to be too slow and slow in the sense of like my buzzer time, my buzzer reaction and my ability to think quickly. Whereas right now, mentally, 
I feel the sharpest I've ever felt in my life. Like I feel like a fucking like the tip of a fucking knife sharp. So I'm like, I feel like like I, I look at my brain as a muscle right now. And like I look at watching Jeopardy and like reading trivia and, and even just the idea of planning this out. I look at all of it as exercise, like just exercise in my brain. And it's like getting sharper and sharper and sharper and sharper. And I'm just, I don't know. I, that's why I, I feel really confident about it. Like I don't look at it as like something I can't do. Like if I had a if I had a time limit where it's like, oh, you're you're the you have to you can't be older than 45 to be on Jeopardy. Then I'd be like, okay, well now I have a time limit. Like what if I can't make it by that time, then that, then it'd be like, okay, well now there's pressure here, but it's like, I don't even have to worry about that. Like I just have to avoid dying until I'm ready. <laughs> like, and avoiding dying, I'm doing that every day <laughs> all the way until I, until I slip up. <laughs> so that's, that's every day. I don't need to change that. So like, as long as I avoid dying, I got as much time as I need to get on there. So I don't see any reason why I would like, what reason could I give myself for why I can't do it? Like there's no, I can't like, I have as much time to study as I need. There is literally no reason I should give myself to why I can't do this. So why would I even make it as a goal? Like as a goal, make it sound like it's a question. Why, why would it be a question? What could possibly stop me from getting on there? Nothing. So what? So I'm just going to go ahead and do it then. It might take a long time, but I'm going to go ahead and do it. So that's how I look at it. Oh, fuck it. I mean, you don't have a time. The, the cool thing is that you don't have a time frame. You just, you, I just want to get on there at some point. Yeah. The only thing that could stop me is literally the the bad luck of not getting the phone call. And I, I, and in my gut, I feel like I have enough personality to where they would be like, yeah, we want this nigga on the show. Like, and they could get, and they, there's hundreds of hours of my personality that they could view without even fucking talking to me. They'd <laughs> be like, we could watch this nigga's YouTube channel and be like, oh, yeah, we like this guy. Like, I don't know, man. I just feel like, I don't know. I just feel like once I, once I'm ready, I'll 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 be on there and I'll be good. Well, good luck, sir. Not needed, cause uh, not uh, not in question. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> break a leg, nigga. <laughs> right, cocky shit ever. Cocky shit ever. <laughs> oh, you got anything okay, else? Should... <laughs> Only coughs. <laughs> Excuse me. All right, well, you got anything else? Nope. All right, well, if you had, if you guys right, have not checked out last week, check it out. That was a pretty good one. Um, I, every week I say I'm going to do better releasing it earlier, but, you know, y'all got it already. So check that <laughs> one out. And then uh, uh, I'll have this one up in the next day or two. And, yeah, so <laughs> thanks for listening. God bless. Good night. All that good shit. All right. Peace. Peace.